Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Hashtag Be the Good in Your Hood. It's a podcast dedicated to sharing the essential change that can occur in your place, in your neighborhood, and in your life through simple acts of hospitality. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley. Well, welcome back to another week of Hashtag Be the Good in Your Hood podcast. And we have some awesome guests with us today, friends that we met long ago and didn't know we were going to be friends and eventually over the years had mutual friends and we ended up connecting and now they're on our board and they have just become just really significant voices in this movement of neighboring and just in our lives as friends and as co-workers. And so today we welcome Marcus and Jen Heuser. Um, They are with Youth on a Mission in San Francisco, and they run a ministry called Love Your Neighbor SF, and we are just super glad that they're here today. So welcome, guys, and thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks. Thanks Thanks for having having us. us. And we love what you guys are doing with Hospitality Matters. We've been part of your board for a year and a half now almost, and knew you guys for quite a few years now, and you guys are really the good in the hood. Like you really are, like how you invest in your community and we always feel inspired by you too. You guys are awesome. That goes both ways. Thank you guys again for joining us. We like to start just to let you introduce yourselves a little bit with this question around neighboring um, to tell us just a little bit about what is your role in your neighborhood? Who do you see yourself as or maybe who have other people said you are in your place, in your neighborhood? You know, I think... There were different titles over the years, but the one that stuck the most, what a lot of people said about it, is like they see us as neighborhood pastors in in our neighborhood. And our neighborhood is kind of the church, like our our hill and our area is kind of our outside church. And it's not a building. It's just right out there. Mm-hmm. And the building would be our apartment. <laughs> yeah, that's that's awesome. Jen, do you have um, some role that you maybe play that's maybe different than that? I know that's kind of maybe where you play it together as a family. Um, do you have more of a role that's kind of identified more with you personally? I think at times I've been a bit of an event coordinator, if you will. I used to be a part of a board. I was nominated onto a board in the neighborhood and I was the social chair. So I was able to throw a couple huge block parties that were not your typical block party. And so uh, that was what they felt they needed. And that's the, the need I met at the time. Event planning is one thing and making it happen and executing it is another. And when you find someone like yourself who can do both those and plan it and execute it well, um, those are those are fabulous and really important roles in a neighborhood. Um, and so I'm sure you've had lots of learning and lots of fun, but also a lot of work in that. So thanks for doing that. Marcus, do you have a, a role that you kind of lean into or end up kind of filling in your neighborhood? You know, I think for a season, I worked a lot with students in, um, in the neighborhood with young kids and helped them to see like, who they are in a new way, like give them hope and speak into their lives. And um, so I think to a degree, like there was a little bit of a role in the neighborhood, like with a local um, Boys and Girls Club. So I hear that maybe depending on what the need is around you, you tend to fill a role where the need is. And I think that's probably true wherever we are. But the reason we ask about the role 
is especially for our listeners who are kind of delving into this idea of hospitality and what does it look like to really engage your place or put roots down in a place. It really is helpful to kind of begin listening and looking around in your neighborhood to what the needs are. And if you do see a need, to be willing to kind of walk into that. And sometimes that role that you take on doesn't mean that that's the role you're going to play forever. But I think it's important to to find a role and actually play a part in your place. I guess that leads us right into this next question, really, of what good have you seen come from the practice of hospitality in your neighborhood, whether it be fulfilling that role or just something else. Maybe you guys, I know you guys have been doing this for probably 10 years now, I think in your neighborhood, and I'm sure you have tons of stories. So let's just give it back to you and let you tell us a little bit about the good in your hood that you've seen. Yeah. So people in San Francisco love brunch. If you look around on any weekend, you will see people out for brunch. That's what they want to do. And so we decided, hey, why don't we, we don't have a restaurant to, to serve brunch. So why don't we just serve brunch in our home? And so Marcus is from Germany and he makes amazing German pancakes, which are actually famous now since it's been 10 or 11 years of serving the pancakes. And we invited people into our tiny little space and they sat around the table and uh, the one time we had a man from the lower end of our street and one from the upper end of our street. Um, Bud was a struggling actor and was actually a millionaire, very, very different people, but they ended up sitting around our table and immediately hit it off. At the end of the time, they said, wow, we're like long lost brothers. And we actually lived on the same street. And we never met each other until we came to your house for brunch and sat around your small table and ate German pancakes. And so it was just really special to be able to provide a space for that connection to happen. That is really good. I love that um, you mentioned this a couple of times and I've been to your apartment. So I just, if you're okay with it, to just share with us, when you talk about inviting people into your small space, um, that often is a barrier for a lot of people of thinking, you know, I don't have the space for people to come in. And we've sat, I mean, us personally, we've had like, you know, eight people or so around your table. Um, when we're talking about a small space, describe for us what, what you mean as far as you have a small area to invite people into. Yeah, we're talking about city living. And so 450 square feet. Which includes the bathroom and the bedroom. So probably hosting space is maybe about 250 square feet. Mm -hmm. And we call the we call our kitchen the one butt kitchen. And when I say that, I mean that only one person can fit in at a time. So if there's two people in the kitchen, you can't open the refrigerator or the stove. So that gives you a little bit of an idea of how small our space is. Which is beautiful, right? That, you know, even this thing that we often have in our minds of what would keep us from practicing hospitality has been for you a place of great good that people have gathered around, eaten German pancakes, and built connections that they didn't do out there in the big space in the middle of the street. They did it right around your tiny table in your kitchen. And what a beautiful thing that that's where the practice of hospitality is meeting that good of connection and community and really belonging. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, a few years ago, um, we had a St. Patrick's Day party. And, you know, it's a big celebration. People love celebrations. And so we're thinking, hey, let's just do something for that special day. And so we put things together, dyed everything green, because that's what you have to do for a St. Patrick's Day party. Then we had this all, this wonderful thing planned. 
And then before that party happened, Jen got a bunch of her girlfriends together and they had one of those thing makeup parties or something. <laughs> I don't know. But it was my time to leave the house and um, just be out of there. And I went on a hike. But getting to that hike, I took a lift from um, our house to the Presidio. And when I was in the car, it was a young man like driving the car, Middle Eastern man. And we get in a conversation and I find out he has a bit of a hard time using his electronics in the car. And so I helped him to set it up like simple things, plug it in and get it going for him. He was super happy. And then we get in conversation about where he's from, like where, where does he live? Um, he said he's like just living a few blocks away from us, but far enough in a direction that we wouldn't run into each other on a normal day. And I was thinking, you know, we have the St. Patrick's Day party coming up. You should come. Like, what are you doing on I think a Thursday or whatever? And he's like, no, I have no plans. But are you serious? You really want to invite me? I'm like, yeah, we would love to have you. Like, seriously, that would be amazing. And then he told me this really profound thing. He said, this is the first time since he's in America that he was invited into an American home. Like, and he lived here for quite a few years now. And I was like, wow, okay. And then St. Patrick's Day comes around. He comes with a bunch of other neighbors and friends. And we sit around this table and we set up a bingo game. And he never played bingo in his life before. Like, I haven't played bingo till I moved to America. <laughs> so I didn't even know totally. But we sit around this table and Chen's calling out the numbers. And he gets really excited because he wants to win, obviously, like anybody wants to win, right? And so he ends up winning the game. And when he won the game, we had everybody bring like little prizes. And those prizes were things you had in your house, but you didn't need anymore. And so you just wrapped it up and brought it as a prize. So you can imagine they were very interesting things. So the one he picked had some DVDs with movies I never heard of before. And then um, there were fortune cookies and he is excited about it. And he opens up the fortune and then he starts saying this thing like, wow, wow, wow. I can't believe it. Wow. And he keeps going like this for quite a while. We're sitting around the table and wondering what's going on. And so we ask him, hey, so what happened? Like what, what's in the, what was in the cookie that's kind of like stirred you up so much? And he's saying, you know, it says in the cookie, you're going to find either way tonight or soon what you've been looking for. Okay, this could be anything, right? Like, what are you looking for? It's those Chinese fortune cookies, like probably same printed text on all of them. And we're kind of, okay, this is not an answer. So what, what did, have you been looking for? And he said, I've been looking for family. And tonight in this room, when we sat around this table, it's been the first time that I've found it since I left my country in the Middle East. It was powerful. And he really felt home. Wow. That's really incredible. I just love hearing, well, first of all, the creativity you guys have of making things fun and welcoming for people. Because I, I feel that when you know we talk about family, people that we can just enjoy being together, that it can be relaxing and fun. And what better way to bring prizes just from your house? I mean, I feel like there's so much wrapped up in that of, you know, finding out little pieces of who people are and why do you have those DVDs in your house and what are they about? You know, all these different little pieces, but just the fact too, that you were willing to invite really a stranger to come have a piece of that experience of family where you were. It's just a really beautiful picture. And I think sometimes we just forget in some ways how simple that really is. Play a game, have some prizes of just things you pull out of your closet and let people feel the welcome and the power of being together as a family. That's, that is really cool. 
So some really good things. We have connection. We have family, really creating family spaces for people. I love that you guys have seen this good of connection and family where you are. And I'm just curious, do you have actual family members near you? Unfortunately, don't. And mine is on the East Coast and Marcuse's family's in Germany. That's really fascinating. I feel like that gives you, um, in some ways, um, an empathy for people who, who long for family. I don't know if that's been your story, but sometimes not having people right around um, gives you those opportunities to connect. Have you, have you experienced that longing yourself as far as longing for family or, or wanting to create family around you? Yeah, I think especially during the holidays, we've had um, times just feeling, me especially, really bummed about not being able to be with family over the holidays. And I feel like our neighbors have become our family. Uh, We've had just epic times, Thanksgiving and Christmas moments in our little space where we've moved half of our furniture around and put three small tables together that have taken up our whole apartment. Uh, One Thanksgiving, I remember we had just every single person you could imagine. We had an ex-rock star who had opened up for the Rolling Stones back in the day. We had um, a homeless person, the millionaire, you know, um, and then just everyone in between all seated, you know, in our in our space and we're able to share the Christmas story or go around and say what we're thankful for, for these big holidays. And um, just being able to, uh, share that together. Uh, yeah, they've become our family. Yeah, Very which in some ways, you know, really has another side of that, right? That sometimes we chase after this this practice so that we can bring good to our place for others, right? A lot of times it's it's outward focused, but in reality, and what happens, and we know this through multiple stories and multiple interactions, is that hospitality is always both directions. And when you guys begin opening up and, and sharing and creating these connections and this community and this family feel, you guys then also are given family in the midst of all that. And I think the good, when we begin trying to put good into our place, a lot of times the place will bring good back to us. And that's not some sort of like floofy, like weird idea, right? It's this this idea that we're humans and that we long for connection. And when we are giving connection, we're also getting connection. And it's the good can go both directions in that. Well, it's really interesting because I've discovered when you love your neighbors, they love you back. Um, a few days ago was Mother's Day. And I'm so excited to be a mom because I wanted to have a baby for so long. We wanted to have a baby for so long. And so this is, um, you know, he's two now. And so this is my this was my first Mother's Day of really being awake and coherent and enjoying it. And um, one of the women who lives a couple blocks away, she's older. Her mother died at the age of 102. And um, but she would always, you know, do something special for Mother's Day for her. And uh, we heard a ring at our at our door on Mother's Day. And I, I go down and she has a dozen roses in her hand and she hands them to me. Oh, my goodness. Sorry, I'm kind of getting emotional. She hands them to me and she says, you're the closest mother I know now. And I wanted to give you these flowers for Mother's Day. And I said, thank you so much, Melissa. And I gave her a big hug. And I just didn't expect that to receive a bouquet of flowers from a neighbor for Mother's Day. It was just really special. Mm, Talk about family. (laughs) 
the mothers that are in our lives and to realize that you were a mom nearby that she wanted to honor. How sweet. How very, very sweet. This is awesome, you guys, by the way. Yeah, it's just that just happened. This is the first time I've told that story. That's like hot off the press. Yeah, well, that's that's why we're here. Even on your list of five. That was awesome. It wasn't even on the list. <laughs> yeah. Can I throw one last thing in? Sure. Um, but I was thinking, Jen, when you said, like, um, you just invited a stranger in, one of my favorite quotes, there are no strangers, just friends we haven't met yet. It's like one of my, like, favorite things to say, like, or to think, like, so. It's yeah, I say it all okay, the time. It still counts. Still I'm on it. Yeah. yeah, I say that all the time. Dave, oh, you did? Okay. He does. He'll go around and he'll say, you know, strangers are just friends we haven't met yet. Which I think in your case, we might, might even take that a little further to say, you know, strangers are just family we haven't gotten to know yet. And that, that connection between friends and family, I think, really kind of blurs a bit when you share life with people, when you celebrate with them, when you honor those places, both of loss, but also of, of growth in something. Um, our friends really do share that place with us as far as being people we share life with as a family. And so I think that's an incredible encouragement. I know a lot of times we sort of end with a challenge of, you know, here's how we can be the good in your hood. I feel like just from our conversation today, this sense of the encouragement is to be the good in your hood because what a wonderful place we're creating when we build family for each other. And so what better reason to go be the good in your hood this week than to recognize we can be family for people that we haven't even met yet. What a beautiful thing to to carry into our week. So thank you, Jen and Marcus. I love hearing your stories. They're always encouraging to us. And I think these podcast experiences just always make me want to be everybody's neighbor. Like, I'm, can we move back to California? I want to be their neighbors too. So keep being the good in your hood in San Francisco. Yeah, thank you so much yeah, for joining us. Thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. We loved it. We loved it and being with you guys. So Thanks for having us. Uh, for our listeners, go out there and be the good in your hood this week. Mm-hmm.